Welcome back to Masters of Modern. I'm your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Michael Grothy. Hello. Uh, to, you're back. You're back hanging out. I'm back hanging out. I feel like I have big shoes to fill after um, the the last episode. Two episodes. The 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 Ben one or the Whitney Tappy and oh, Carson last one. Episode, it was two episodes ago. Two that episodes. It was, yes. It was Carson, Sydney, and Whitney. Ben Ben got in. Did one episode. Dropped the mic. Uh, in between you and 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 Whitney, Carson and Tappy. The trio. We're, I, my plan is to bring them back. They apparently uh, comment below if you agree. But uh, <laughs> my the word on the comments from that episode was was uh, generally very positive. And I think I think it would be good to bring them on for like commander set reviews in the future as those keep coming out alongside stuff because they can be like smaller pieces of content and you get like Whitney's card by card breakdown on like flavor of what's going on. Yeah, Whitney set review is definitely premium content. I mean, I, 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 I get it 100% of the time. I feel like the people can get it 5% of the time. What, whatever. I, is that one up? What's one? What's three, 52 divided by one, four in a percent? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do math. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, today, uh, we are, but we are continuing the modern set review of Strixhaven. This is less of a Strixhaven review, though, because we really want to just do a deep dive on lessons. I saved all of the learn cards and lesson cards for uh, this video, um, where in because because a I want to talk about it in other formats, not just modern, but modern primarily. Uh, obviously, not commander because they are not really legal there. Though I do want to touch upon that a little bit, um, and and just like go over their power level, what they've been doing. I've been playing a lot of historic with learn and lesson cards, plus some standard. Uh, uh, a some of the friends of the cast, Braden, who's been on the commander side and does uh, the uh, CDH cast. He's d had a lot of success on Historic as well. Um, and uh, talk about their application to modern, go over individual cards and just how powerful they are because it, it'll be kind of a continuation of that set review. And, and in there, we'll be referencing modern specifically, but then, then beyond that and talk through it. Um, for those who don't know, uh, lessons are and learn cards are one of the main mechanics from the most recent Strixhaven set. They're a continuation of wizards playing along with the exile zone or the sideboard, uh, which is the 15 cards you have when you're playing tournament play outside the game. Uh, and basically, they're a series of cards that you can have in your the lesson cards are a series of cards you can have in your main deck or in your sideboard. And then if you play and cards, all instants and sorceries with the subtype lesson. So kind of like arcane spells or whatever, it's sorcery hyphen lesson. And then and then you can play a series of cards that have the ability to learn that allow you to either discard a card and draw a card or get a lesson card from outside the game and put it into your hand. And um they're really cool. They're they're very interesting. They're a continuation of wizards playing in that space of maximizing mechanics in ways that feels like they like benefit best of one play, right? Like it, it's, it's another way where these cards you can play best of one and then you have access to sideboard options to better handle linear decks that I think that best of one can often be limited by. It's the popular split cards, modal dual face cards lean into this trope a lot. And then lessons are another take on it. It's something that also they seem to be playing with a lot more, everything from Karn to, um, Fae of Wishes to the companion mechanic are all kind of interacting with this extra zone in a way that they weren't before. Um, interesting enough, it's leaning into a mechanic at a time that also the one of the largest formats in Magic, uh, or one of the ways of playing Magic as the largest player base can't use it all which is which is commander so it's, it's it's commander rules don't allow for you to have a sideboard therefore these cards do not work they made a a, a controversial decision to allow companion to work in commander which I, I think was the right decision i think it's a really cool mechanic and how it works in commander like it's it's detriment to every other format in mo in commander has been totally fine and cool uh, of like creating those building deck building restrictions but um other than that they they've kind of said just no no to sideboard cards yeah, Lesson Learn looks mostly like a limited mechanic, but it does overperform in limited. I think, um, as somebody who's played a lot of limited uh, on Arena, hit Mythic again this time, um, <laughs> I uh, it, it feels like even people who thought that Lesson Learn was going to be good in limited, it's like even better than that. Then like it, it's surpassed like pretty much everybody's expectations for how good it was going to be in limited, which makes me think that like 
even though it looks like these cards all have kind of a poor rate, because um, in limited, it's like a two for one is generally just going to be good, right? So if your lesson is, if your learn card is like, you know, um, shoot, I have all the learn cards up here. If your learn card is like, you know, target creature gets plus two plus one, gains trample until end of turn, learn. You get like a little combat trick, you kill their creature, and then you get another card. That's a two for one. Any two for one in limited is good. In constructed, you're not as desperate for two for ones. You get to play lots of like, you know, depending on the format, you get to play like Bone Crusher Giant, or you get to play, um, you know, Cryptic Command or something. And so you have like options that are potentially more appealing than like two slightly overcosted halves that are kind of limited in what they can do. But I think like the ability to pick the right card for the right situation is has been like makes these a lot better in limited than they appear. That's where I've played with them. I have not played with these in in constructed at all. I haven't actually played any constructed since Strict Shaving came out. <laughs> I've <laughs> um, just been jamming tons of limited because I think it's a really fun draft set. But um so 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 yeah so yeah go ahead I mean, to, to talk towards that in 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 constructed it it's it, from having played it now a, a, a ton of games with them in historic and i've been leaning on cards like first class and, and um there are some of the cards that have the rate of constructed cards and then getting you a card from the sideboard that ostensibly just is like draw a medium card right and and like for instance the pest uh the green black green hybrid pest token maker is like fine but because you're not it's you're drawing it for free um it's better than fine and and the decks that i'm playing with it, it almost plays like lingering souls right like the feeling i'm getting in historic by like playing first class with a young pyromancer in play grabbing the pest tokens playing the pest tokens you're talking about the card first day of class right uh what, what have i what have i been saying first class oh yeah sorry first day of class just Gotta skip the day half. <laughs> uh, first day of class. Uh, hopefully that's been up this whole time. Uh, thank you, uh, editing f- friends of the world. Uh, <laughs> um, so first day of class. Um, with like the the deck that I'm playing in, in is has specifically been like a very specific take on like doing what Mardu Pyromancer was doing back in the day because Faithless Looting is now available, um, and you can play cards like Claim to Fame and. Um, the Learn Phoenix, uh, the Learn Phoenix, uh, which is called Retriever Phoenix. Retriever Phoenix. Uh, is that yes? Retriever Phoenix. Um, and they act like your lingering souls in regards to your faithless looting. But then the the ability to use your learn spells to get the and I'm going to bring it up so we just start talking about all the card names correctly. Black green learn card because it's super relevant here. Pest summoning. Pest summoning. To be able to get pest summoning with it plays like lingering souls, right? You now have a bunch of tokens in play. First day of class gives them plus one, plus one in haste, so they're even more powerful than they would normally be. Um and is has been really successful. Um and so applying that kind of lesson to modern, where you don't necessarily have access to faithless looting, but these cards are pretty much not as reliant on the graveyard, which is nice as well. You're getting to play these spells and being able to trigger Magecraft twice has also been really strong and taking advantage of that with these cards has been helpful with stuff. Yeah, that's that's something in limited too, is like a lot of the Magecraft cards, like, you know, usually in limited you play like pretty creature heavy decks and, um, you know, you're drawing one card a turn, playing one card a turn for the most part. Um, for most of the game, but these allow you to like trigger Magecraft multiple times because you can play like a two-drop learn spell, grab a three-drop lesson, play it, and now on your turn five, you've triggered Magecraft twice for the price of one card, which is um, which is strong in you know places where you care about that. Right, and, and it, it's it plays a lot like flashback. That that's kind of the feeling I've gotten the most from it, where you're playing a spell that is maybe a little bit below right for normally what you get, and the benefit you're getting is you're getting to spend play a second spell. In flashback, and the it's the same spell, you, get to, you get to pick the right one. You can go grab your disenchant, even though it's three mana disenchant, or you can go grab your, you know, two, two uh, flyer spell that dig through or... your library, even if you know digging through your library is going to be you have to you know pay three mana and get a creature or a land or whatever, right? So. Right. And, a creature and like even like because because you're getting to choose some of the stuff that i thought would be underperformers like the two mana um draw a car or two mana search for lane gain to life environmental sciences sciences has been like really great because when you're behind two life matters 
Like it, it's like it's like a two different sideboard cards. It's the oh, I mana screwed and I need to get a land, or man, color screwed, I need to get a land and just like otherwise I'm going to lose. Great. And then it also, you know, gains you enough life that that makes it so that turn you're taking off to do that isn't as detrimental. Well, yeah, and you were saying, like, for best of one, like, linear decks, um, you want to beat them. Well, a lot of the time, like, a pest summoning or the gain two life from environmental sciences can be what you need against, like, an aggressive red deck as a linear deck, where the pest summoning making, like, two blockers that gain life when they die. Like, that's exactly what you need, even if it's, like, a little more than you would pay if it were a main deck card, you're, like, you know, getting it for free attached to another card that you want to play in your deck, theoretically. Yeah, and 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 add add to that like, and there's just like some generically decent removal spells. Out of white, you have the like what basically is Beast Within, which is you know fine. Yeah, it's only creatures, but no, it's, yes, it's it, any. It gets rid of enchant. Uh, doesn't get rid of enchantments and artifacts. I thought it was just non-land. Oh, it's non-land permanent. You're right. Yeah. It's non-land permanent. Yeah, it yeah. is more or less like, Beast Within. I've ki- yeah, I've definitely like killed good. planeswalkers and enchantments and artifacts with it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think well, it's I've, only, I've only played with these cards in limited. I don't know. No, that's fine. That's why I don't it's in see the set many review. planeswalkers in limited. <laughs> that's although I'll have to keep in mind that I can get sparring ground with this because there are a few very irritating enchantments that I probably wouldn't have thought of. Um, and then the five mana one also is just like eats anything. They draw a card, which is it's honestly it's the better version. I'd rather my opponent draw a random card than get a three two most of the time. Um, yeah, just five mana is too much to pay. Exactly, exactly. And 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 because in best of one they limit how many cards you can have to seven. So it, instead of having the the normal twelve or fifteen, you can only have seven there. So you need to be selective, or the more variety, the happier you're going to be. Um, yeah. But yeah, so 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 kind of on on the like cards you can get and like the variety is there, right? You have reduce the memory is the removal spell. You can use containment breach to to destroy target artifact or enchantments. Pest summoning has been the one that's performed the best for me. I'm also playing with cards that benefit having tokens or multiple tokens in play. It definitely seems the strongest of them um, from just a like. I need a generic one to get to continue me being a threat or creating threats in play. It's the one that has overperformed. Um, in limited, the one that I was yeah, most I impressed mean, with is the blue green one. Uh, just being able to get a scaling X spell has been been really good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think environmental sciences is the best uh, common in the set. The one that grabs a land. Oh sure, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It allows you to like splash. It allows you to always hit your land drops. The little bit of life is relevant, especially in Wither Bloom with all the life gain triggers and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically like. Once you have one, once you get one and then you have like four learn cards in your deck, well, now you have four extra sources of your splash color. So your splash is super easy and consistent and you can splash whatever you want, basically. Um, But, you know, that can translate into constructed in that, like, you know, if you are mana screwed or mana flooded or flooded, maybe that's not the best card but there are other ones that are good if you're mana flooded right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're mana screwed or missing a color or whatever um environmental having access to environmental science is super nice um and we talked about we talked about introduction annihilation so yeah just the ability to like exile and target all land permanent um black has the the like fractal summoning is the one that that scales really well it's just like one of the late game easily benefited you can always kind of get there and you now have a big threat not to mention all the benefits that the blue green decks and limited at least have to to having plus one plus one counter token in play the next one on the list i'm just we're now just going through all of them because i want to make sure i hit on them um or all the ones i selected inkling summoning is another one that i've actually is like normally what i'll do is i'll have two pest summonings in a main deck in in the sideboard and then an inkling summoning in constructed because like being able to just have a and this evasive. is in the context of your like Mardu token deck, Correct. basically, right? Correct. If I was playing blue, the the blue red one might be better than this, just because it's beefier, the elemental version. But the in the in in Mardu, this one is the second best after the green black one because just having it. I mean, it's kind threat. of meta dependent too. Like if you're expecting a lot of like lava dart, this is worse, or lightning bolt, sure. this is worse. But if you're expecting a lot of like heartless act then you would much rather your two one get heartless acted for three rather than your four four yeah. for five right yeah and, and in modern i think yeah the, the five mana elemental one is just a better option five mana is a lot more but you can just kind of hold off on it um i do think inkling summoning yeah. is worse there where just like a two one flyer doesn't matter I, in 
I, I think the rate on these might just be too punishing for modern, but I don't know. Um, time will tell. Yeah, I, and, I do think that some of the learn cards like are decent. Um, are decent enough. It's just that the you know, I don't know. Well, they're modern, decent enough in that, like, if you read them as draw a card, they're decent. But then when you look at the cards that they're actually drawing, they're like so much worse than a card in your deck. But the ability to rummage is maybe relevant. Yeah, I think I think for me, if we're now going like bef- I was going to go through the rest of the lessons and then we'll get into kind of the yeah, learn sorry, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because because, yes, the point with learn to me is in modern, the loot half is significantly more relevant and you play with maybe two to three lesson cards in your sideboard versus a larger amount that allow you to grab them. And there may be the more situational ones, uh, but like, you know, yeah, disenchant, like a- disenchant, the one that finds a land and a removal spell, just like those three being in your sideboard and maybe a creature one yeah. just cause like, Oh yeah. It's nice that I can like worst case scenario tutor for a expensive removal spell to deal with something that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to handle. Um, versus most of the time where I would, I would be using them to loot, right? Like the, the, the strength of first day of class, which is probably my favorite one of the ones that I've played is being able to just like discard a dredge card and then reanimate and then, and then have the, have the draw trigger dredge the dredge card to then mill out some things that then you can then use the first day of class, like blood into blood that both come in with plus two plus, you know, plus one, plus one counters and haste. So, you know, I have two, three, two blood that then attack or a narcabiba. That's a two, two that has haste in the air. Like first day of class is a lot of, uh, uh, value in that option and then the ability just be like oh yes i can get good sideboard hate to deal with the fact that like oh my opponent has graph diggers cage in play now i can use my lesson card to go grab the green uh containment breach containment breach or whatever to get rid of that one problem that i'm facing or start from scratch uh which is the one damage to any target and destroy target artifact the one damage to any target could be relevant in modern right yeah sometimes sometimes you need their bob to be dead or whatever this i mean this one like doing one damage to any target is super relevant destroying an artifact is relevant and it depends on what enchantments you want to deal with and that's why i like it in dread this card looks really bad until it's not right because like in standard or historic or whatever you're like you know, it sits in your sideboard for a bunch of games. You're like, oh, my opponents aren't playing artifacts. Now I'm going to cut this. And then you're like, oh, actually, I really need to kill this edge wall keeper for three mana. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, just like graveyard hate or like whatever you need to get rid of. Yes, but the like destroy target artifact and do one damage to something is so specific. But when it's good, it's like it's stellar <laughs> and you, you like stop complaining. Past summoning we've now talked a lot about. Uh, containment breach is the destroy artifact enchantment. Like that, that's I think two of the main ones. And then, and then being able to gain a benefit off it of is it. Good that you get the past since you have been talking about playing these in go wide decks. And I think that does make sense because, like, I think a lot of the best learn cards. So first day of class wants you to go wide, right? Yes. And then I think a lot of the other learn card, the good learn cards for constructed are like creatures that learn so now you're getting a body you're finding one to two bodies out of your sideboard that you're now putting into play so it like kind of makes sense to be in a go wide deck and containment breach like giving you the little one one can be relevant in a go wide deck like if that one one's coming in with a counter or if you're playing anthems in your deck or if you're playing um you know some type of sacrifice outlet i saw some uh spicy standard brews at the beginning of the format with um plum the forgotten i think is the name of the card plum the forbidden or forgotten it's a two mana instant uh draw one lose one and you can sacrifice any new creatures when you cast it to copy oh, it yes. for each creature sacrifice this way yeah 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 so i saw some like you know you use professor of symbology to go get pest summoning you play it and then you, you have like plum to like draw a ton of cards and it's just like a, a go wide and then it was playing bash and remembrance and stuff I, I don't think that that's like a deck that's been successful in standard but it's like a list that like looked pretty impressive on paper and you know, with some tuning could get there. Yeah. It's just, you know, standard has a lot of inertia where people just want to play all the Eldrain cards still, but you know, well, that's not that's... to say that something can't be tuned. <laughs> I do think that's something that modern has a benefit for some of these cards versus standard is like, it's literally just one card. Actually. It's, it's that dumb giant <laughs> like that card bone is giant. yeah. bone crusher giant is, is not good enough for modern for different reasons. And it, being not there it's allows in modern times. I've yes. seen it in some like bigger prowess lists. 
it, it it's not that it doesn't see play, but it is not the main form of removal of the format. And so you're not dealing with two for ones with every time you lose a creature with two toughness, you're dealing with one for ones because you're dealing with lightning bolt path or fatal push. Um, so it's a, and those cards are better against more things. It's just, it value doesn't, you don't get valued out as much. I do yeah, think playing professor of symbology into pest summoning is not as impressive when your opponent stomps your professor of symbology and plays bone crusher giant. Cause now you're looking at two pests versus their four, three yeah. for the same, same mana, same number of cards, same everything. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Now that effect comes standard in a year, different conversation might be good enough because it has a similar play pattern to what you just described. But yeah, containment breach go back to that is, is one of the like, I think it's one of the best lessons because it can deal with anything. It can deal with any artifact enchantment. Most of the artifact and enchantments that see play, especially in modern or, or historic, are on a lower converted mana cost scale. This deals with them, and you get a stabilizing token. So the fact that you just spent a three mana sorcery removal spell lets you still block or get to your next turn where you can untap and actually do something. So I, I do like that it gives you the token. Um, reduced to memory, what we mentioned, just playing Beast Within and White. Uh, that you can lesson for is uh, is strong. <laughs> exiles anything. Um, I did not realize that it exiled anything. I, I truly thought it was a creature. That card is a lot more appealing exiling anything because there are definitely like permanent types that are hard to remove out of your main deck, right? Like right. most people are not playing artifact or enchantment hate in their main deck. Sometimes planeswalkers can be difficult to answer in your main deck, especially in white. Um, and it hits all those and also creatures. Um, before we get into the learn side, any lessons that I missed? Because I know there's like there's ones I haven't played with. Um, I mean, if we're if we're talking like broader constructed formats, including historic, like mascot summoning or mascot exhibition, is like the big one where you just like get three tokens. If there's any chance you're ever hitting seven mana, which is standard historics, more likely like modern, there is not really a chance you're hitting seven mana most of the time. Um, or I've pioneer. Been, in historic, but, I've been really unimpressed by it. Uh, I oh, actually okay, started cutting fair. it, which has been it interesting. It might just be your deck, though. Yeah, right? yeah, that's I mean, true. Like, if you were playing a more green pest summoning deck, which you could do because you can cast it with green mana, um, it might be more attractive. Like, yes, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I, like, I don't know what that deck would look like, or like a green black deck with plum or something. Um, because eye twitch is a powerful learn card that wants to be sacrificed as well. Um, so I do feel like because eye twitch is one of the more powerful learn cards, which we're going to get to, I know, spoilers, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, eye twitch is one of the more powerful learn cards, in my opinion. It feels like you often might end up being a sacrifice deck. And if you're looking to like sacrifice your creatures for value, it does feel like you could hit a lot of, uh, a lot of land drops. That's true. Uh, yeah. Perhaps it's, it's, mascot it's exhibition in your back pocket is relevant. It, I feel like it's worth mentioning at least, right? Yes, and and in best of three, it also might be better than best of one. In best of one, because you're limited to seven in historic, is also partially why I haven't been impressed with it. It's mm -hmm. just like you have only so many slots, and it is less often good. And just the rate you get with it is not as good as I want it to be. Like, I want it to make... A I mean, for seven mana, it feels like you want, like, a huge effect. What I will say about Mascot Exhibition is, like, it is, you know, what... Uh, nine power for seven mana, which is like, you know, not like crazy impressive, but it's not bad. And the fact that it's across three bodies means that like it's it's rare that your opponent is going to be able to answer this with one card. Like if you get into a nutrition battle or a board stall or something where like you have all these go wide tokens, elementals and pests and what have you, and your opponent has a couple creatures on board and they've like killed your young pyromancer and you're just kind of top decking and you're able to that mascot exhibition like you know, now you're you're doing a lot, like a lot more than say a fractal summoning, right? Where sure. like, except at, like, yes, because fractal summoning can be answered, and in modern because fatal push exists and path fractal summoning just becomes significantly worse. Like, and having the spread out option is important. The issue, the issue has been is like other than the four four, like if you if they answer the four four, the other two cards are like relatively super fragile and easy to like just yeah, keep I mean, in a board st stall. It's true that a flyer can be relevant though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess in the same way that Inkling summoning was on your list because it's like a, a cute little flyer. Yeah, like, they can get with flyers. Get there. Yeah, that's true. I I would also like to mention necrotic fumes. It's been good for me. That's in, the black uh, one, right? The exile yeah, creature. One, 
One black black as sorcery as additional cost to cast a spell exile a creature you control, exile target creature or planeswalker. I also realize they're all sorceries. I said they are all incinerate sorceries at the beginning, and I was wrong because they're all sorceries. I should have known that having played with all of them pretty much. But um <laughs> yeah, exile target creature or planeswalker. Uh, pretty straightforward. This is like the most efficient removal option, I would say, especially if you are a go wide deck. Um, so you would say, or you yeah, can get this with your professor of symbology and exile your professor of symbology or whatever, because like introduction annihilation is expensive and gives them a card reduced to memory, gives them a three, two, this gives them nothing. You just exile something clean. It's off the table. You don't have to think about it anymore. And all it asks is that you sacrifice a creature in exchange. Um, and, and, you know, three mana is kind of the going rate for lessons. Like, you know, there aren't really any of them cheaper than three mana, except the one that grabs a land uh, and the silence. But that's is not Oh, I guess favorite. Mercurial Transformation, but that one's not very good. Um, yeah, I think Necrotic Fiends is Liliana is whatever for, for one. X equals one. <laughs> yeah, you can remove, you can remove one. Two, two loyalty counters from a Planeswalker. I've so so my experience with the black one and and obviously that is very deck dependent and but it's interesting because the deck I'm playing it does have tokens in it uh it has been weirdly I've liked the white one more just because like yes the cost what they end up with is better but you have to jump through it's always castable i guess is, is more the issue is like it, if you play your learn you know you play professor of symbology or whatever and they immediately kill it but you got necrotic fumes to play next turn you're like oh right right yeah i, or, I guess i get that i will say that like it is a black card so if you are not playing white perhaps this makes more sense or if hitting double yes, white is hard yes. in your deck maybe that is an option uh that you want to play more than introduction to annihilation and like there's there's a Grixis version of this that I've seen that that plays the black one instead of the white one. And that seems really yeah. cool because you can play with the eye twitches and you can play with um, some of the other ones. And we'll get what we'll get to those in a second. Yeah, basic conjuration, I think, is relevant too. it digs very deep. It's three mana. Uh, look at the top six cards of your library. It's one green green. Look at the top six cards of your library. You reveal a creature card from among them, put them in your hand, put the rest in the bottom of your library in random order, gain three life. This is like more mid rangey. But it does gain life, which offsets the expensive costs, like the fact that you're potentially falling behind on board because you're spending so much money, spending so much mana, um, like you get to gain the life. And it digs pretty deep if you're like looking for a specific creature or even just gas, right? Um, it feels like a standard mid-rangey card mm -hmm. to me, or perhaps historic. Um we're, we've kind of been talking about go wide decks. This is not as much of a go wide card, but it feels like a pretty relevant option um, in, like a say, gnarled professor deck. Mm -hmm. to, to name drop another learning card we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the other card I've actually seen, and I know uh, Brayden has had success in his version. That's Jeskai is teachings of the Archaics, uh, which is the if your opponent has more cards in hand okay. than you, draw two cards, draw three cards instead of an opponent has at least four more cards than you in hand. That being said, like this is a card you're playing, like you have one of them in your sideboard, and in the moment that this is good you're getting to draw a bunch of cards and, and, and is an option to just kind of like fill your hand with gas when, when you don't have uh, kind of other options available for you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like you don't have to put these cards in your deck and have them be dead and you draw them and you feel really bad. Like they're just taking up a sideboard slot. Right. So right. like, yes, you have a limited number of sideboard slots outside of best of one in best of one. You have seven now um, in part so that people don't just jam infinite lessons in their sideboard, I assume. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's, <laughs> did it get changed yeah, for okay. this set or was it, it was yeah. like Strix haven't made the change. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, companions have kind of showed us that like one sideboard slot is not worth a lot. Now, if you have a little lesson package in your deck, maybe you're dedicating like five slots to lessons mm -hmm. and that sounds like a lot more than one. But once you've already got a lesson package, like one more to have this cute little, you know, hand refiller uh, seems worth it ish. Yeah. I mean. And and that that kind of brings us to I think we've covered now pretty much I guess that we didn't cover uh, I guess to cover the rest of them a academic probation which is the silence one choose a non-land card name opponents can't cast spells with the chosen name next turn choose target non-land permanent until your next turn it can't attack or block and activate so it's like basically a silence or uh, what's the white blue mechanic from RTR arrest. arrest. It's an arrest effect. Not, I've not been impressed by this card. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem good. But. Um, 
Same as actually the Lily, confront the past. Unless there's a cool planeswalker reanimation spell need for it, I like don't. The only yeah, place I, mean, I can see this like is like a black green mid range deck, like with gnarled professor and stuff, and it's playing Liliana or something. Maybe this I, is like a one of. I guess in I, your sideboard. And when we talk, why not? Yeah, I guess like when we talk about some of the like, if you're playing the one card that maybe is good, like there are some jundi cards and if you want to try making lessons work in jund it is one of the decks that i think might be able to pull that off just because it's like so value oriented and this does offer value that you can get to the mana to be able to cast these spells confront the past is good at rebuying specifically ren and six and liliana the veil and that's it <laughs> uh so like if you need to get back one of those planeswalkers maybe it is worth playing one of these if you're trying to make that work in jund i don't know if jund can make this work in modern but if it can confront the past is probably a fine one of in your sideboard because you'll be able to lessen into it and then illuminate history it's interesting that i like don't like many of the rares as much as i've liked the commons and uncommons because there's a cycle of yeah, rares, some right? Of the, some of the rares are rare because they're weird or rare because they're niche. Mm-hmm. Describe any number like of cards. A- then. Academic probation, confront the past, both feel like they're rare because they're niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, then illuminate the history and teachings of the archaics feel like they're rare because they're weird. Yeah, that's fair. And then, and then basic conjuration is kind of, I think that's almost in the same boat. Yeah. I didn't know basic conjuration is the only one that feels like just a good rate card that they just maybe thought was too good and drafted uncommon. I don't know. It also I didn't notice that one feels like the most out of place rare to me. It in in some ways it looks like it was supposed to be the first ability, and then they were like, "This is too good in draft. We need to make it rare." But they're like, "This isn't good enough for rare," and they added the gain through life to the end to make it just good enough to be rare. Yeah, maybe (laughs) I don't know. And there's already like the scry two draw card for three at common. It's not like this is like outrageously better than that for one yep. green green. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get basic conjuration, but I do think that like six cards is a lot of cards. And if you play this, you will be finding a good creature. Probably if you have good you know, creatures, good in, creatures your deck. in your deck. <laughs> yep. 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 Like um, you can play gnarled professor, grab a basic conjuration. They kill your gnarled professor. You play this and find another one. Like that seems like a super legit line in some sort of like green mid rangey um, deck in standard or historic perhaps. Yep. Um, and then the last, the last one we haven't talked about is mercurial transformation, which lets you turn a thing into a frog or an octopus. Uh, I like love this card from a like flavor perspective that you get to turn something into an octopus is uh, super dope. And I hope we get more of that. Um, I don't think it's, it's, it's probably, I think this is more playable than this academic probation for similar, re- like, cause the ability to make it a pump spell is like a cool thing that you can do. But I also just yeah, don't think it's there's not. There's like an actual pump spell that puts plus one plus one counters on your creature at common. And I don't think that's particularly exciting. Nope. Agreed. Like, I think the main thing is that this makes the creature lose types or lose uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. So like you can make their hate bear lose all abilities until end of turn or. Right. You right. can you can make their creature into a one one and ping it somehow. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. In draft, you can use. Um, you can use academic dispute and, and presumably you could do this in standard if you were playing academic dispute in your standard deck perhaps being one mana learn card maybe that's good enough in a learn deck mm-hmm. uh, but it's target creature blocks this turn if able you may have a gain reach until end of turn learn so you can make a creature block this turn if able and then turn into a one one because uh, you just use the probation to learn for oh transformation. sure transform it into a one one and then get them um you know attack your two two into their five five or whatever but you turn it into a one one so it dies I do think that is one of the better because it's one mana and because like it can be used as a weird removal spell or uh, also you can use it to block with because you can give your creature reach. Right. Yep. Um, is and like and you cool... can always just like cycle it basically. Yeah. Right. Like right, right, if right, you're right. like oh, my opponent's creatures are so big, I'm never going to get one with I'm never going to kill one with this. You could just pay one mana and, you know target one of their creatures or one of your creatures to just get, learn you know yeah it's one of the better ones in draft for sure it it's not it doesn't have a clear game plan is my strike against it in constructed mm-hmm. right like it's just kind of like 
sometimes I'll get my opponent with this is something that's playable <laughs> in draft, but it's like not a clear plan in standard where it's like you want all your cards or in constructed where you want your cards to kind of be moving in the same direction, either in a value oriented direction or a kill your opponent direction or some combination. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that like it's versatile, but maybe just not good versus what, yeah, it's an interesting one. I do. So, so now that we've kind of talked about it, what, what would you say your favorite lesson lesson is, um, in general, Mm-hmm. Or in constructed, either both one and one 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 both. I I don't have an answer for 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 limited. So I have at this point. I think. I mean, as a drafter, I got to give it up to environmental sciences. I don't think it's the most constructed playable one, but I do think it is constructed playable just because like two mana is cheap enough that it's not like a totally embarrassing to play this card. Sure, but yeah, I just feel like it's totally. It's like it defines the limited format, the fact that it exists and you can play it in any deck and you basically get effectively many copies of it. Like all of your learn cards just become can become this. And so it allows like for some a lot of some cool limited deck building, which I appreciate. Yep. Um, constructed wise, I have not played with them, but the one that looks most attractive to me in constructed, I think like the best ones for constructed are just like the removal spells that are like slightly below rate, but you can grab them when you need them. And that's always nice. And if you don't need them, you can grab like a proactive summoning to get a creature or something. But I think basic conjuration is probably my favorite because it's like not as obvious as the other ones to me, but it like does something cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, as opposed to the other ones where it's like, ah, yes, looking at this board, I know exactly what I must do. I must destroy my opponent's enchantment. Or, sure, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think, so, I think Pest Summoning for me has actually been my favorite, and it's pretty wide, in a pretty wide margin. Like, every other one, like, maybe the one after that I go for the most is, is Environmental Science or maybe Introduction of Annihilation. Like, those two have also done well for me in Constructed just because Introduction of Annihilation answers anything. Anything under yeah. the sun, I can murder with it. Yeah. Uh, where And then Environmental Science is just, like, good for the reasons you described in Limited, but also in Constructed for similar kind of, like, I can play three colors and this lets me splash, and if I'm not getting my color, I can find it. But Pest Summoning, casting the other cards that work with it, like... It feels like just reverse and like kind of curving out correctly lingering souls in historic and standard where you're playing the the professor of symbology for two mana, which is like the backside of lingering souls early. And then you get the two one one tokens or you're playing um, there's the token making a learn card. So one and a two, one black and, and, and one get a one, one token. And then you can get this on the next turn to play as a three drop. Like a lot of them curve really well into it. The life link, the life gain versus flying is obviously worse, but not irrelevant and has power to it. And there's ways to take advantage of it. And especially when you're using them to sacrifice, they're better because you're getting a value from that. Um, So there's like a lot of the, on the lingering souls comparison, I saw somebody online compare these to particularly like the learn cards that are instances or sorceries, compare them to like adventures, but you get to pick what creature you play as, as yes. the creature half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Are you like, here's this instant and then it, you know, it's an adventure and the creature is going to be a four, 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 five. Right. Or... <laughs> um, yeah, like that's, that's definitely how it's felt, right? Like you're, you're playing the first, ha- you're playing the learn card. And then do you get a benefit from it? And there's a bunch of different ones. And Pest Summoning has been the one of the learn that like, like I think I've gone up to three in my in my Mardu version of the deck for Historic just because like every single time, like I just wish I could get Pest Summoning because it blocks two things. So it fogs for a turn or with first day of class, they're now, you know, super hasty uh, or they are great sacrifice fodder, or they just like are able to go wide enough or double block to kill an X2. Like they do all of kind of, they like are very, very versatile versus yeah, the other they ones. The, they hold the plus one counters from first day of class. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're definitely one of the, the ones that I've, I've really liked.
now we get to talk about all of the learn cards, which I have to figure out how to search in Scryfall for because I realized that me going through them the way I have them was freaking out my internet uh, because Mythic Spoilers was not doing kindness. Oh, oh, colon, learn. Oh, colon, learn. Yes, no spaces. Ooh, look at that. All right, talk, time to talk about learn cards. So I guess the talk first for, for what I've had the most experience with, the cards that I've been playing in, in the deck. Um, Professor of Symbology and... Retriever Phoenix, Cram Session, and Hunt of the Specimens are the ones that I played the most and constructed. Uh, I do know people are playing some of the other ones that we can... Oh, 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 and Ingenious Inspiration has actually been, like, extremely impressive. Um, so, like, the weird red-white ones have been the ones I've had a lot of success with, but we can kind of go through all of them. The first one I do want to talk about, though, before we get into anything, is Retriever Phoenix. Um, because this is the one that has the weird secondary clause, which allows you to play less lessons in your sideboard because you can just instead get your retriever phoenix back so the, for those who don't know retriever phoenix is three and a red phoenix flying haste two two when Re retriever phoenix enters the battlefield if you cast it you learn uh as long as retriever phoenix is in your graveyard if you would learn you may instead return retriever phoenix to the battlefield some cool cute things that are important to realize with this it also means that if you have a retriever phoenix in your graveyard and you cast your second retriever phoenix it brings the first one from your graveyard back into play they are a four mana hasty two two that cantrips into a lesson card which we've discussed already um and then on top of that uh just just always come back all of your other medium lesson cards create this invitable invitability engine because these come back very easily with basically every card you play that has the ability to learn on them i've been like extremely impressed with this card i don't know if you've done this but you can use like the rummage ability on your learn cards right like you can do like turn to professor of symbology discard one of these to draw yes. or whatever yes. and now it's ready to go or yeah. what you know yeah yeah that's i don't know if that's good but it's something that's cool no no you you definitely can like that's the other thing with them right they like interact with every side of lessons and learns in a cool way and it's been really cool like the, the other thing i've done i mean the, the deck i'm playing is also playing for faithless looting so it's like also really good with faithless looting yeah, <laughs> a better way to discard them than, than um, spending a learn on it but like discarding discarding with faith is looting like on turn two or or even better playing playing young pyromancer on turn two and then turn three casting uh that to get a retriever phoenix and a uh what's the titan the black red one Croxa, Croxa, and then and then claim faming the Croxa back, and then using one of the one mana learn spells to bring back the Phoenix back is like <laughs> really fun. Um, this deck is okay, a blast. So, so one mana learn spells. Are you playing Academic Dispute and or Guiding Voice? Uh, Academic Dispute. Got it. Okay, because those are the only one mana learn spells that do it immediately. So I was wondering which one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you uh, are playing Academic Dispute just as like a straight up. Well, like also one acts as a removal spell, but yes, yeah, having, and I'm playing not a lot of them and I've like switched it out. I've been trying all of them. I was playing more, um, hunt for specimens and that one has been actually less impressive. Uh, yeah. it's like, it's like fine if you have first day of class and that's it. And then that, and you can like chain them, but it's ended up being just like, yeah, just not good imagine enough. If you're, imagine if your professor of symbology had one less power. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. And then, yeah, and Professor of Symbology is just, like, one of the best ones, it being a 2-1 yeah. that lets you do those things. And in Modern, I think it's on the top end of the playable ones, more for the other ability, just the ability to loot as a 2-1 in white is something that's, like, super relevant. I also think Eye Twitch is powerful. I mean, you kind of need to build around it a little bit, but yes. like we were saying, like, a lot of the lessons already encourage you to, like, go wide. And depending on how you are using your creatures that you're going wide with... Um, I twitch like being a one drop that wants to be sacrificed and gives you value and can chip in for damage. Um, I've been really, I've been pretty impressed with it in limited, especially in Witherbloom decks where you can mm -hmm. sacrifice it to buy you Groff, which is like two I've, mana of five I've, four that like sacrifice a creature as an additional cost to cast. Um, so you can go turn one I twitch, turn two, five four, draw, you know, draw a card out of your sideboard, pick whatever you want, probably pest summoning, but who knows, you know, you get whatever. So um, that has been powerful for me and it feels like there has to be some constructed applications for that given that it's a one drop <laughs> in, in standard i've played against a few sedgemore witch i twitch uh the card you mentioned that you can copy when you sacrifice plum, creature yeah. plum uh decks and i think i they... saw a couple of lists going around uh when the set came out and i think a lot of them were playing sedgemore witch yeah. um 
Brian Gottlieb posted a couple, but I saw some in some other places as well. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised that that's a thing. Well, Sedgemore Witch is just young pyromancer, but three mana and you get the life gain effect and it's harder to kill or it hurts you to kill it. Yeah, it is menace. I mean, yeah. it's definitely giving you one more mana worth of stuff. Correct. It's just, you know, it's just not mana versus two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in a color, in a color where it's harder to trigger magecraft. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I was yeah the the card like has definitely when I played against it in standard the deck has been really cool a card that I I've, I've, that I've actually become more fond of with testing is because the thing with academic dispute is I did eventually I think I cut it down like I, I just looked at my list and I it was I was trying things out and I did that once and it was epic but then like the amount of times it just like didn't have a target or didn't do anything wasn't worth it um, but cram session has actually been really good um, just being able to like sit. It's the anytime you gain a lot of life and draw cards attached to the same effect, there's often a reason to look at that and being able to play cram session and just like get the removal spell you need so that I don't die that turn and then I can kill the thing that was going to kill me is like been pretty valuable. Being able to stabilize yeah. is always good. And like in modern, I think this is another one that's like kind of impressive just because I've played two mana gain four plus life before in the format and now there are better rates than that but this gets you a lot of other cards including cram session into environmental science or whatever to just like keep making it so your opponent can't kill you with burn spells for yeah, your and we've with cram session we've reached the point in limited um where there are like pros and creators debating um, you know, is Cram Session better in a Witherbloom deck than Hunt for Specimens, even though Hunt for Specimens is a body like four life is a lot of life yeah. and you know the the learn is what's really relevant anyway maybe you know cram session keeps you alive better than a one one does and it's easier to cast a little bit right like it's not too bad but that that yeah, is yeah. relevant the other lesson card that i'm playing and making sure i'm not missing one that i'm now playing that i've been then this was something that brayden figured out was ingenious in, 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 inspiration and that card is just like been bonkers, like being able it's lightning bolt that draws you a learn card. And like, that's kind of what you're looking for. And it just is as good as it like it's at a worse rate than you would want. But there's a reason three damage to any target is one of the most powerful things that's ever been printed. In, in three, I mean, three damage draw a card is like a very powerful magic card that they've never printed. And I mean, but this is kind of it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's not draw a card, right? It's. A little bit worse, but sometimes it's a little bit better. Yeah, I, I like worse is... you can grab your naturalize that you could literally never draw with three mana draw a card, right? Right. Like if you're playing an aggressive deck, this is burn your opponent's face and make sure you like instead of drawing a land that you don't need, draw a threat and like late game draw like and even like state like it makes it so the like one of the weaknesses for aggro decks is turn six plus and this lets you for three mana continue your game plan at a rate that's still within kind of the tolerance of burn decks but then find a four mana five a five mana four four elemental token that your opponent can't deal with or a flying two one that goes or over their stabilization big pile of tokens or seven mile big pile of tokens uh or one damage to I any mean, target <laughs> and if you're on the back foot this is also good because you can you know kill one of their creatures and grab a pest summoning to like gum up the board Correct. or whatever right like, so. like in a jun style i think like I've been playing the red, black, white version of this. I think there's also a very cool Jund in standard more because that because that way you can play Sedgemore, which like being able to play young Pyromancer. Yeah, is like really good. Gnarled Professor probably has a home in standard somewhere, right? Like five, four trample that like is like kind of draw a card. Seems like it's good. Yeah. Especially when one of the cards you can draw with it can help, you know, dig six cards to find another one or whatever, and you just chain five fours together. Right. Like chaining five fours together feels like that's a standard play, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, and, I and even think Poet's Quill, uh it, it, Poet's Quill like is dominant and limited, like one of the best rares in the set. Um, just because it's like plus plus one and lifelink equipment is super hard to race ever. Mm-hmm. Um and then the fact that it draws a card means that like you'll always have stuff to equip it to because it comes. It's like it's like living weapon basically, right? right. I mean, like Shadow uh, Spear is a an EDH staple off of almost exclusively just the lifelink. I mean, like the other abilities are important, but it's the lifelink. It's the like that giving lifelink to a creature yeah, I mean, on equipment is, is very like, strong. 
I do think that trample and the the ability to remove hexproof and indestructible is more relevant in commander than it would Correct. be in any other format. But but there are places where shadow like in constructed sideboards, for example, people will play shadow spear as yeah. like, oh, I, this is my out to mono red because I'm like a big creature deck. But this, yeah, I mean, in that role, this is much better because it always draws a creature that you can put it on. Right, um, right. Or two creatures if you grab a pest summoning, right? Like if you're just looking to like block a bunch of random goblin guides or whatever, um, you know, I don't know if it's quite modern playable. But for example, um, just pest summoning, now you have two one ones that like if they lightning bolt one, you equip to the other, you're like mm-hmm. gaining life, you, you know. I don't know. The other the other ones that have been like obviously field trip, like in limited field trip is the one that everyone because it's like just like a standard rate land fixing option. Divide by zero being like a bounce counterspell has also been something that I've been really impressed with. Um, yeah, it's true. It's like it's like three mana remand, but it also hits permanence. Yep. And the remand is like it, the question is in modern is draw a card better than lesson and in every format right and 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 i don't think this is at that rate yet though i do think some of these other options are closer to that rate like yeah i I mean i think the higher power level the cards in your deck um like the far like the farther apart the lessons are from the quality of the cards in your deck the less true that this is actually draw a card like it's closest to draw a card in standard where like your cards are not that much that better than much better than three mana make two one ones. I mean, they are better, obviously, but you know, it's different from like you know what you're seeing in more higher powered formats. But the ability to get exactly what you need is not is something that I underestimated about these in limited. Like in limited, I was like, whatever, you're just grabbing something that's worth a card out of your sideboard, and you just have to spend a bunch of mana to get access to that card. But sometimes you need to dig into your deck to find removal, and so you grab Intro to Prophecy, or not removal necessarily, because you can also just grab removal and construct it. I'm thinking in a format where like maybe you didn't get the removal spell, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can grab removal if you need it. If you need to dig into your deck to find a combo piece or something, you can grab a card that digs. You can grab you know another body that's the right size for the situation like sometimes the ground is stalled and you just need a flyer you grab inkling summoning like the fact that you do there's a little bit of tutor aspect to it um makes it kind of not worse than draw a card yeah i mean i think i think it's it's i think there's an argument to be that this is 90 percent of draw a card and in some formats it's a and in some environments it's 120 percent of draw a card right where like if my yeah, opponent limited, has, I think it's usually better than draw a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 but like even in like historic where it's like drawing a card versus getting the exact option to deal with the situation I am in. And when you have the card that you need to deal with the exact situation you're in, it is now worth it's way more it's worth way more than a card. And then sometimes it's like a slightly mediocre option to what you're dealing with. And then it's worth like 80 to 90 percent of a card. But like that variance level is pretty great and and then apply it to the rate of the card you're casting on the front hand and i think the rate on some of these are better than kind of like was assumed at first or like when we were seeing previews like some of them like i think i twitch is like a good rate like i think um cram session is a good rate for a card i think first day of class you mentioned all professor overgrown arch and retriever phoenix and professor of symbology all of these are cards that like and igneous inspiration is definitely and it, yeah and it, i yeah. mean imagine if that did just say draw a card like you'd be seeing that Everywhere. all over the place right, right? It, it's just the fact that you have to get these kind of awkward cards off of it that take up space in your sideboard but you know it's kind of a blessing and a curse yeah and and even like pop quiz like Divination at instant speed is not a card that exists. <laughs> it's um, true. Uh, it I mean, charm. And oh, charm. yeah, that's true. There are, but those cost triple blue and th- so many colors. And let me tell you how many modern players have played Esper Charm and, Esper and, and Archmage's Charm. Because it's, it's some. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's some. Um, Archmage's Charm is making waves, and it's not that hard to hit the mana costs on those in, in a format yeah. like modern. But, but but I mean yeah I mean in in standard and historic yes divination instant speed divination is something that your deck might be interested in right, and with you might be wanting to pay three mana for it yeah so it, it's it's definitely been like really fun to play around with these cards in historic and I'm excited to try them out in in modern and I think there's some cool stuff and and the point in modern I think is you play these cards 
outside of maybe Retriever Phoenix, which I think is a really cool idea. <laughs> I will eventually try making that work. Uh, Alex Kessler, man who wants to make a Phoenix work in modern. Um, but I How think many of them are you going to buy this time is the real question. Not, not, it's not a mythic, right? And it's in a set uh, with no mystical. Mythic. It's in a set with mystical archives. Like That's there's true. the value of any card. If you want, we I think uh, we had John Medina on who does like MTG pack openings and finance stuff on the stream on Monday. Good game. Everyone should check it out. It was really fun. Um, and uh, he did ask me what my pick from the set is, my sleeper pick, and it's it's um, right now it's four dollars, and I like on stream bought four copies of it because i realized that, like that's what my choice was it's um the blue red uh mythic eight drop what's it called magma opus yeah magma opus is my is it's my pick being played in historic and even modern yeah there's some 5.0 modern lists out there that are using torrential gear hulk to flash it back and people yeah. are doing the same thing in historic and presumably pioneer that's 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 the card you look at and you pick up no one's paying attention to modern right now because no one can actually play it really. So it's like not going to raise in price right now, but I yeah. would buy On every pioneer too, right? Yeah. Same pioneer. I would buy every Magna Opus. I saw that card. That card is, uh, easily my number one from, from a, from a MTG finance perspective, number one pick in the set. I don't think it's the best card in the set. I think it is the, for, most if, underrated. If it is four dollars, it is the most underrated. By it's true. By, by the time this comes out, what if somebody beats us to the punch? Well, they will get this came out on Tuesday, four twenty-seven at nine forty-six p.m. is when we recorded this. We can we can figure out how the future looks then. Scoreboard. Um, <laughs> scoreboard. Let's keep that up there. And I did say it on the stream on Monday, so it, I did say it publicly on Monday. Nice. Even a day before that. Um, so the fact that that card is that inexpensive and, and it's going to be weird because mystical archives exist. So like, what is the price of things? But if that's seeing four O play yeah. in modern lists, in pioneer lists, in historic lists and in standard lists. Yeah. And you can always afford to play four because you can just discard it for a treasure to help. And right. like you just, this is being played in like blue moon style shells where you're like a blue red control deck that tops out at torrential gear hulk which has existed in all these formats anyway right right but now you have like some way to just like go massively over the top um against anyone by just like flashing this back on turn five off a treasure or whatever and so discarding a card to make a treasure is not a big downside because you're you have so much card draw in your deck and it's instant speed too right so you can keep your mana open you ramp on your turn you go from turn on turn three being able to cast a three drop to being able to cast a four drop which lets you wipe the board lets you play cryptic command lets you you know that that's that's a pretty big leap and then if they do something, you can remand it or counterspell it or mana leak it. And and then and a lot of the time these decks are playing Prismari command as well. So you can even like, you know, turn two and step treasure, turn three, Prismari command, make a treasure, turn four, Gearhawk. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Um so that's definitely that's definitely my pick for for most likely best card to pick up at this exact moment and we'll see it's weird because the set's wild uh in regards to its existence within yeah, the mystical the, archive the mystic archive similar to masterpieces just tanks the value of the cards in the set which is nice if you want to buy those cards yeah bad for mtg uh, finance which i don't think anyone's complaining about i do think though like because the full art foils exist in the collector boosters and those aren't getting super depreciated those are the ones to pick up right i wouldn't pick up just like non-foil standard frames because they don't maybe full art non-foils are worth picking up because there is a world of uh the pringles problem that we uh you gotta don't want to have affecting you getting a game loss in modern in a gp because your marked cards are marked do do full art non-foils have a lot of value uh they don't they, no, I haven't bought or sold a lot of cards during the pandemic, which is when full arts have existed. They, for they the do. Most part. They do have value. Uh, their biggest limitation right now is that paper magic doesn't exist, so the f- Pringle problem hasn't affected tournament Grand Prix magic. So you think that because foils are risky uh in terms of tournament play you think that full arts will be like the tournament players swag of choice i think that they 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 could become they could start going for more of a premium starting when gps come back and paper magic comes back if they are eternal playable right for standard no one cares yeah. but but in the formats where people well, like having promos only 
that's an hopefully option. Will and Rowan are eternal playable because I opened a full art uh, Will and Rowan well, non foil. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Uh, the, the nice thing about the non foils, they don't Pringle. Or the 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 double MDFC foils don't Pringle. Oh yeah, because you the, have them bending both directions, yeah, so it can't pull that. One. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there Frick. there's a battle. I got um, a foil of the the five mana full art colorless guy. That's like the most value, one of the more valuable cards. It's not the full art alternate art uh, wither bloom dragon is the like is like a hundred dollars or something for for that. But uh, <laughs> so that's the one to get. But I think it actually it's like 50 bucks, but still a lot. But the archaic just it's like very obviously commander playable. Is that why? Yeah, it's yeah, it's sure. it's like just just it has commander written all over it in red Sharpie. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we run out, finish off, make sure to like below. Hit that like button right down there. Uh, please comment with uh, if you if you were like excited. There will be the list below. I'll, I'll post a deck list um, in or actually maybe Marshall could just throw it up right now by us and i will also post the deck list that i've been playing in historic uh below and then um make sure to check out our monday night streams every monday night we do uh, a live commander stream on twitch.tv slash kess wiley we get a ton of people there uh tonight because this is coming out on monday we have jake boss and uh becky um who recently was on i hate your deck and a bunch of other stuff uh on and and jake is from the command zone um we're playing commander i'll probably play dina tonight and you'll find out if i'm going with a japanese uh foil or regular dina because they opened up both in my in my little promo packet so we'll see tune in to find out tune in beyond that uh, uh thanks so much for listening this has been uh the the end of all the set reviews this is much more of a, an overall arc conversation about learn and lessons um and we will talk to you next week Bye. This has been a production of Time Traveler Media. Sending podcasts into the future.